Hi everyone, welcome to Oscar Wilde, a podcast about film, always counting down to this year's Oscars. I'm Nick Rorkrow. And I'm Sophia Simonello. And today we have one of our favorite episodes of the year. We'll be talking about all of the anticipated 2023 films coming. We are leaving no stone unturned. We'll be talking about all genres, all movies. So all movie lovers, listen in. You will be featured today. I think today's fun for a lot of reasons. And I'm excited to talk about a lot that I hope will come out this year. Yeah, it's always exciting, I think, to do this episode and to think about the year ahead, especially where we are right now in the year. We are in the thick of award season. All of these Guild Awards are coming out. As of now, at the time of recording, we have the Golden Globes tomorrow. So I think it's just exciting to think of all of the different kinds of movies that we have coming. It's also always fun to listen back to this episode a year later and hear what we are maybe right or wrong about in the coming year and what we're excited for. So let's, I think, dive right in. Similar to last year, we've sort of categorized these movies into some different groups. So first we have the fun or potentially chaotic releases. The first movie that we have is Megan, which came out last week. It has already made over $30 million at the box office. So a lot of people went to go see Megan. She is the girl of the moment and she's not going to defeat Avatar, but she made the budget back and more. Well, I heard that they already have sequels, plural, in the works too. So there's like a whole Megan universe attached to James Wan and all of that as well. It totally makes sense. After seeing Megan, I think you will also be excited for many sequels that can come our way because I saw Megan Mm -hmm. last week and I really liked it. I thought it was fun. It was campy, but I hope that the sequels in the future are even more chaotic than this one. So for anyone who missed any of the marketing, this is about a woman named Gemma who is this roboticist at a toy company played by Allison Williams. She is so funny in this movie. She is totally like found her space as this like very type A woman in horror movies. I love her comedy here. But she builds this toy robot doll named Megan for her niece, Katie, who comes to live with her after her parents die. And of course, Megan just goes wild. And that is the movie. I also saw that they have an unrated version in the works that they'll put that out eventually. I don't know how soon, but part of me wants to wait to see that because of what I heard from the reviews of like maybe it didn't go as far as it could have at certain points. But I am so excited for this. It's giving me Ma. (laughs) Magen. (laughs) We'll make a post. (laughs) But I'm going with a ton of friends in a private theater this week. So I think it's just going to be so much fun. You'll have a lot of fun, but it definitely needed the camp that Ma has. I think Megan needed a little bit more of that and that Mm. hard R rating that Ma has. (laughs) Another one like this that I'm excited for is Cocaine Bear. Another insane trailer. We had all of these huge B-list stars coming back. We have Ray Liotta, Carrie Russell, Margot Martindale with what it sounds like a 500 pound black bear 
going on a murderous rampage after ingesting cocaine. Like, what more could you ask for in the time before Oscars even, but during this award season when releases aren't shooting for awards or anything? Like, why not just go there? Yeah, and this is based on a true story, which is the craziest part, and... We had a red band trailer of Cocaine Bear before <laughs> Megan, and <laughs> it just looks so absolutely unhinged. Speaking of great trailers, I am so excited for 80 for Brady, <laughs> which really doesn't seem like a real movie. I think the common thing that I've experienced with this movie, you know, I, I lived in New England for two years, and quite a few of my friends are... New England Patriots fans. These guys all sent me this poster separately. <laughs> and they they're like, is this a real movie? <laughs> Tom Brady produced this movie with Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Sally Field, and Rita Moreno going to the Super Bowl. And of course, like Super Bowl 51, the specific Super Bowl where they go is when the Patriots came back to defeat the Atlanta Falcons after being down 28 to 3. So I'm curious how they incorporate that, although I really don't care about the sporting event itself mm-hmm. as much as I do about these four friends, their wigs, their costumes, whatever they are doing together in this movie. I can't wait to see it. I also cannot wait to hear the new Diane Warren song mm-hmm. because we know we will have Oscar shortlisted <laughs> 80 for Brady. <laughs> Imagine it already. For the song gonna be you which just sounds like an oscar nominated song but yeah it's sung by dolly parton debbie harry belinda carlisle cindy lopper and gloria stefan it's just truly an ensemble in front of the camera and behind the camera i can't wait i know that one's gonna be fun too the touching on the poster i think is what does it too is like it almost looks like their heads were painted onto these jerseys jane fonda's wig is out Mm -hmm. of control (laughs) it's like what happened there and speaking of jane fonda that's not the only movie she'll be in this year also book club 2 the next chapter this is coming out may 12th i still haven't seen book club but it sounds like a perfect double feature like why not you need to see book club i i really do (laughs) like a fun little game night girls night in But Mary Steenburgen, Jane Fonda, Diane Keaton, Candace Bergen, they're going to Italy. I mean, I guess everything is now, but they're the next group to go. We have a trailer for this as well, and I have seen it. It looks great. I'm sure this will also be at the AARP Awards next year, too. Diane Keaton, her outfits are already iconic, and I'm thinking of how I can replicate them, specifically what she wears at the airport. I have a version of that in my closet, so... I'm ready to break that out for my next travel adventure to channel my inner Diane Keaton like I always try to do. But I think what's funny with this one is that they're reading The Alchemist this time instead of Fifty Shades of Grey, which was the famous book in the first book club. Okay. Quite a pivot, but very funny. <laughs> a different kind of classic. <laughs> Definitely. And another silly movie I'm very excited for that truly looks awful but i will be there probably opening night for it that is 65 starring adam driver (laughs) 
This I will call his vacation home money movie, where I think he's just just making movies now. You know, he's doing his auteur projects still, of course. But sometimes you just want the extra paycheck. And I think that's what this is, where he plays an astronaut who crash lands on a mysterious planet only to discover he's not alone. You know, it's a space movie. It's a dinosaur movie. It's an apocalyptic film. I I will be there. This movie cost $91 million and will probably make $5 million, but I will support it. All I'm imagining in my head is High Life meets Interstellar. Oh, I liked both of those movies. I'm worried this is going to be like Passengers. Did you see that? No, but the release date is definitely giving that. Yeah. Poor Adam. We'll have to see. (laughs) I hope Adam Driver has a good year. We have some other things maybe on the list for him. One that I'm excited for, because I did see Causeway with Jennifer Lawrence, is her next movie, No Hard Feelings. So she also said that because Amanda Seyfried did so well playing Elizabeth Holmes that she's like, no, I'm good. Like, I'm not going to do that anymore. So Bad Blood is out. We're not getting the Jennifer Lawrence renaissance in that way. But she is coming back, starring in an R-rated comedy coming out June 23rd, being released by Sony Pictures. It's set in Montauk, and she answers a Craigslist ad that was placed by a mother for someone to date her son before he enters college. Oh, this sounds thorny and great. I am here for the return of Jennifer Lawrence, especially in this way, like her going to R-rated comedies. I do feel like she really can do it all. I loved seeing her sort of return to her winter's bone naturalistic roots with Causeway. I thought that was a great performance and it made me realize how much I missed that Jennifer Lawrence. But she is a a very, very funny woman. And Mm -hmm. I love that she decided not to work with Adam McKay personally for Bad Blood. I think she would have killed it in that role. She has that like perfect low register voice that I think she really could have done the Elizabeth Mm -hmm. Holmes voice. But She's right. Amanda Seyfried did a great job in The Dropout, and to be able to recognize that, that's that's pretty cool. So I'm I'm very excited for this. And you will like to know that the son in question, played by Andrew Barth Feldman, was in White Noise. He was a student in that, but then he was also in High School Musical, the musical, the series. Oh, weirdly, I know him better from that. <laughs> um. Which is probably a little concerning, but yeah, I'm excited. I think that'll be great. And I think you will probably be interested in both of these considering the cast, but we have a movie called Inside coming out March 10th. Uh, This is with Willem Dafoe. I'm going to read the description. Nemo, a high-end art thief, is trapped in a New York penthouse after his heist doesn't go as planned. Locked inside with nothing but priceless works of art, he must use all his cunning and invention to survive. Willem Dafoe, of course, is playing this man named Nemo. So I this will be weird, I'm sure. But anything with him is exciting. And then have you seen the trailer for Renfield yet? No, I've kind of been avoiding. Oh, my. But I've seen the photo of Nicolas Cage and all of his teeth. That's all I've seen. Yeah. So this is Nicholas Holt and Nicolas Cage doing what they want here. And making a horror comedy where Nicolas Cage plays Dracula. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the trailer looks very much like a horror comedy, campier side of things. I like the 
pairing of these two mm-hmm. Nicholases. I think it's pretty inspired. <laughs> Have you seen what we do in the shadows? Because also from the photo, that's what I was getting. Like this comedy vampire. I don't know about mockumentary, but like it's all just blending to me. Um. So I, as and you that know, was do not like Taika yeah. Waititi. I'll have to watch this trailer because the trailer for Inside, I guess first I saw the posters, very minimalist, had no idea what it was about. And then I watched the trailer and I was like, ooh, I am totally into this. And I think it's perfect for Willem. So there is potential that is supposed to come out March 10th and then Renfield is in April. The one that I think you'll be into is JLo's next feature called The Mother (laughs) being released on Netflix, TBD on a date. But the description, too, I was like, oh, you're going to love this. An assassin comes out of hiding to protect her daughter she left earlier in life. The whole Netflix action flick maybe is giving me pause. I'm excited to see this. <laughs> we can imagine what it's going to look like. It will probably have that Netflix, that mm-hmm. Netflix gloss over it. The action yeah. sequences might be all over the place. But J-Lo playing an assassin, I'm going to watch it. Of course. Like, you're totally right about that. (laughs) It's also, like, in the wilderness or in the winter. And it's giving me land from which Robin Wright was in. Like, it was her directorial debut at Sundance a few years ago. And that was very slow. So I'm hoping this is, like, a more upbeat version of that. Mm. Well, and J-Lo has that other movie that I've seen advertised everywhere. Shotgun Wedding. (laughs) With Josh Duhamel and Jennifer Coolidge. (laughs) I feel like I will probably like The Mother better than that, better than this Amazon Prime film. But I've been seeing it everywhere. I'm like, marry me, shotgun wedding. (laughs) What's going on here? Are you dropping (laughs) dropping some signals? (laughs) And yeah, this was the movie because Josh Duhamel kind of sparked a memory. At one point, Ryan Reynolds was supposed to play him. And then Army Hammer was supposed to play him. And that's when Josh replaced him. So this movie is just reeking of problems. That's a list of names that you just read that made my head spin a little bit. I think we have the best option, maybe, even though yeah. Except where has he been the past 20 years since when a date with Todd Hamilton? Whatever. Todd Hamilton? I mean, he was with Fergie. True. (laughs) That's always how I think of him. Yeah. The last movie that we have here is truly troubling, but we have to bring it up again because we brought it up last year and it was delayed. (laughs) This movie keeps getting delayed and I wonder why. This movie is called Reagan. No, it is not the new Exorcist film. This is a biopic about the president starring Dennis Quaid. This movie will probably, I would imagine, go straight to a streamer or have like an Easter release in a few theaters. (laughs) But yeah, it's supposedly coming out. It has a budget of $25 million. I don't know who's putting it out. That's the question. Like, is it Searchlight? Or yeah, does it go straight to Amazon Prime? The poster right now is just that iconic photo of him with a cowboy hat on. And I need everybody to go look at this photo. Is this the picture that um, Danny's grandmother in Lady Bird has oh, yes, in her house yes. at Thanksgiving? <laughs> I was like, I think that's why it looks familiar to me. I just looked it up, too. Okay, we have our next big category. We'll be talking about big releases, mostly IP here, franchises, big box office potential. So with Marvel, the biggest trailer of the year, we've all seen it. We have Ant-Man and the Wasp. 
Quantum Mania. And then we'll also be getting Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and The Marvels. Some others in Phase 5 will be coming out in 2024. So as of right now, those are the three we're getting. Ant-Man, I mean, I say all that facetiously because I every time this movie comes on at AMC, I go back to texting or whatever because I've seen it 17 <laughs> times at this point. Yeah, it is by far the most played trailer. And the cast is just shocking to me like seeing michelle mm-hmm. pfeiffer in a marvel mm-hmm. movie like always makes me look at the screen again i'm like oh is this going to be one that i will really like but i have seen the trailer so many times i actually haven't seen any of the ant-man neither have i movies so unless i do a big watch or if people tell me this one is really good i might wait on it i will say i probably this is not going to be a marvel movie i go to opening weekend This isn't the Jonathan Majors film I'm most excited for this year. But before we get there... Fair. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I saw the first one. I didn't see the second one. Have you seen those? I think the first Guardians of the Galaxy is one of the better Marvel movies. But I don't remember anything about the second one. I would need to Mm rewatch it before the third one. I was just sad because in disneyland they changed tower of terror to guardians of the galaxy themed which to me just isn't less of the nostalgic factor and then the last one the marvels this one is exciting here because it's directed by nia DaCosta, who did Candyman last year and this is the sequel to captain marvel i think of the marvel movies this is the one that i'm most excited for because I didn't love Captain Marvel, but I will say I'm excited to see what Nia DaCosta does with this movie Mm -hmm. and to see Brie Larson again. I think that like that to me is more exciting than the Ant-Man sequel or the Guardians of the Galaxy sequel, even though Bradley Cooper will be back as Rocket Raccoon, the main draw of the Guardians films for me. Again, I didn't see Captain Marvel, but I do like Brie and that one will be coming out late July Guardians of the Galaxy is in May, and Ant-Man is mid-February. One of the franchise movies I'm most excited for, coming out February 10th, we have Magic Mike's Last Dance. This is the third Magic Mike film. It is directed by Steven Soderbergh, which I think is one of the most exciting things about this movie, that he's going to be back directing it stars Channing Tatum Salma Hayek and this film mostly takes place in London and it has a great trailer it always plays really well with a crowd of course so this is one I feel like I have to see opening weekend Mm -hmm. with a crowd the Magic Mike movies are always always more fun with an audience is this actually the last film they're gonna make I believe so a fun little trilogy So the Jonathan Majors film I alluded to is Creed 3, which is being directed by co-star Michael B. Jordan. I am so excited for this. I loved the first Creed, which was also Oscar nominated for Sylvester Stallone. Can't forget that. He almost won an Oscar for that, if not for Mark Rylance. Wild. But this trailer is also out, coming out March 3rd. I really like this Creed series that we get. I guess we'll find out if there will be a fourth one or not afterwards. I'm really excited for this. Of all of the sports movies, boxing movies are up Mm -hmm. there for me as a a favorite. Yeah, I'm excited to see what Michael B. Jordan does in the director's Mm -hmm. chair, too. The next one is all yours, because I think this is like one of the most exciting movies for you. One of your most anticipated. 
the fact that I had to control myself not to put Scream 5 on my like top 10 of 2022. Yes, I think <laughs> <laughs> you're right. But we're getting Scream 6 on March 10th, pre-Oscars. Like, wow, what a what a weekend. Oh, yeah, that is the mm-hmm. weekend of the Oscars. Which is so exciting. So I'll be in the theater on Thursday or Friday and then just nervous all weekend for Sunday. But this one has been in the news because Neve Campbell isn't returning. And she was really vocal about it, that they weren't going to pay her enough for her to return. And she said, no, I'm worth more. And props to her. So I'm hoping she returns in the future. In this film, they go to New York. So all the Ghostface survivors leave Woodsboro to start a new life in the Big Apple. The tagline is New York, New Rules. And if you remember Scream 4, that tagline was New Decade, New Rules. So I think we're going to be coming back kind of like Scream 5 was a reboot to the original. This one's going to be hitting some of those marks from Scream 4. We have Hayden Panettiere returning with another iconic wig. So if you want spoilers, go on Twitter because there are some pictures. There aren't like plot point spoilers, which I was very adamant of staying away from. But I did see a description of like one of the sets that we go to. And there are some more photos, I think, than what has been shared so far by the studio or on the official accounts and I was like oh my god I have to stop but it is so exciting I am very ready for this I don't think I need a scream movie every year but if this is good then I will be very very happy yeah I'm really excited that it's going to be a New York movie the promo Mm. that I've seen I've only seen two images one is the image of Ghostface Mm -hmm. on the train which perfect oh my god Having seen a Ghostface costume (laughs) on the train in real life, that really just got me. And the poster, which is the outline of Ghostface, but it looks like the Mm -hmm. subway lines. That's great. These movies are always fun. Before the last one, I rewatched all of them and just had so much fun doing it. And well, if I have time, I might even do that again before this one. I think the next big one that we have that was a delay that was delayed from this year is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. This comes out June 2nd. The trailer is out right now. There is going to be another film called Beyond the Spider-Verse that'll be out in 2024. But Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was a huge hit, won Best Animated Feature at the Oscars. I think was a really creative play on the multiverse idea. And I don't know, I thought it was a very inventive film, especially for a comic book film where I feel like sometimes we get the same formula over and over again. I feel like this one was pretty original. Yeah, I love how it incorporates lots of different animation styles into this. So I'm curious to see where they take this and the fact that it was split into two parts. I know it has different names, but that's the idea of it. I don't know which comics they're coming from either or like what timeline it's covering, but I'm excited. I will be there. The trailer's fun, but I try not to watch all of it just to, I don't know, trailers now are showing so much. But other animated films we'll be getting this year, the Super Mario Brothers movie with Chris Pratt as Mario and Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach. That's a mouthful for you. How are you feeling about that? Two of your favorites. (laughs) So the next animated film. (laughs) 
The trailer's cute. I think it'll do really well at the box office with families and kids. It is like fun to watch. And we grew up with every kind of Mario, Super Mario, Mario Kart, Mario Party. So I don't love the voicing behind it, but I think it is what it is. So, and then along with this, we have, I know I mentioned this last year too, that was delayed. Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget. It's the sequel to the original 20 years later, finally. But this will be released on Netflix. So I'm hoping this comes out this year, but who knows? It's stop motion. They're still in production, but I think it's close to being finished. And then we have two from Disney. We have Pixar's Elemental coming out in June. This has a teaser out. And then we have Wish, which there's no trailer for yet, coming out late November. So this may be their next Oscar push. I mean, really, they both might be. I'm still playing with the idea of a Disney and a Pixar film getting nominated this year. But Wish has Ariana DeBose. It's about 17-year-old Asha and her goat Valentino. As they navigate Rosas, the kingdom of wishes, where wishes can literally come true. So I'm curious to what this will look like, but it sounds like a play on Frozen, kind of. So I think this will be a big hit come next fall. Yeah, I think if they handle this release the right way and don't mess up the marketing and just drop it into theaters like they did with Strange World, I feel like this could be a big hit for them. Could be like Encanto, really. And speaking of Disney, but not an animated film, we have the live action remake of The Little Mermaid. This is coming out May 26th. We have Halle Bailey as Ariel, Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. Honestly, I am so curious (laughs) to see what Melissa McCarthy as Ursula is like. We have new songs in this from Lin-Manuel Miranda, Rob Marshall is directing this rob marshall mm-hmm. of chicago and of nine though so and you into the know. woods like yeah yeah which side of rob marshall you could get <laughs> but we do have alan mankin returning as composer from the animated film so i think the music will be good very catchy mm-hmm. at least getting those hits in there but also some new songs sounds like more oscar potential egot potential for lin-manuel yeah when is he gonna win his egot i think the mm-hmm. time might be upon us But Diane Warren could stop him with 80 for Brady. I mean. And then also Disney. But this is another remake. It's Haunted Mansion coming out in August. The last one had Eddie Murphy. And I saw it and it was not good. But here we are. By the time this comes out, we could be saying Oscar nominee or winner Jamie Lee Curtis is in this. Along with Winona Ryder, Jared Leto, Oscar winner. Owen Wilson, Lakey Stanfield, Oscar nominee, Danny DeVito. I mean, it's just the casts in these Disney movies. I don't know. At least they're having fun with it. That's the big thing. They're they're having fun. They're getting their paychecks. <laughs> we also have two other like really big sequels, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. This is directed by James Mangold, who did Ford v. Ferrari. Have you seen the stills from this at all yet? Of Harrison Ford with the de-aging technology. No. He looks okay. good, I think, like real personally. Or... It's better than the Irishman. No, he looks like real and younger. Mm. He looks good. Well, you saying that, I need I need to see the photos. <laughs> yeah, you need your own proof. <laughs> I have seen a still of Phoebe Waller-Bridge, but I think that's all I've seen, like a teaser photo or poster. Yeah, I think, I think this will be a fun summer movie it's set up against the space race in 1969 Mm -hmm. so 
that's why the de-aging technology is happening here, I think. But I'm excited for it. As I'm also excited for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, directed by Christopher McQuarrie. Tom Cruise is back. He's hanging out mm-hmm. of planes. And we also have Vanessa Kirby, Rebecca Ferguson, Simon Pegg. I liked Mission Impossible Fallout quite a lot. They're really good summer movies. So if you just want to go to the theater, see an IMAX movie with your brain just fully Mm -hmm. turned off (laughs) to enjoy your time there, I feel like these two are really good options. The other huge one that I think will bring people back to theaters is Fast X or Fast 10, the 10th installment in the series. This is coming out in May and it's the first part of a two-part finale. So this could be the end, finally, for Fast and the Furious. And it follows in the events of F9 from 2021. Another big one, I don't know how many Transformer movies we've had. We had like a spinoff with Haley Steinfeld, but this is Transformers Rise of the Beasts coming out in June. The cast, though, Michelle Yeoh, Pete Davidson, Peter Dinklage... What a lineup. (laughs) Michelle Yeoh will show up later in something else, too, that I think you'll laugh at. But good for her. Love Michelle Yeoh. We also have some new horror movies coming out. The first one, I have to say, I'm I'm very nervous for. And for listeners, Nick left me a little note in our outline, in parentheses, that says, OMG, don't read this, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) So why don't you tee us up with this one? Well, the first thing I saw, it's the 50th anniversary of The Exorcist, the iconic film, but directed by David Gordon Green, Mm -hmm. because he also just did this monstrous trilogy, rebooting Halloween, and we finished it with Halloween Ends last year, and it wasn't great. And I know you love this movie so much, one of your favorite horror films, and it's just, you know, there's just no way, like... (laughs) It's got to be camp. I mean, the original was camp to a to a point, but I'm scared. Here's all I'm going to say about this. I'm, I've been on the record saying this, that I think that The Exorcist, the 1973 film by William Friedkin, is maybe the scariest movie ever made. I think that imagining a David Gordon Green Exorcist reboot might be scarier to me personally. And that's saying a lot. So I am not looking forward to this. I was not a fan of the Halloween reboot trilogy. I actually thought Halloween Ends was worse than Halloween Kills. So my bar for horror is generally low. Like I can tolerate a terrible movie if it's a scary one because I can still have fun with it usually. But The Exorcist just feels like one of those movies you don't touch. It's like remaking The Godfather. So... Yeah, the audacity of David Gordon Green trying to make this on the 50th anniversary is something Mm -hmm. else. And Ellen Burstyn is coming back, which will be interesting. Yeah, so the story is that it's the follow-up to the original set as a trilogy with Ellen Burstyn. This is going to be a trilogy? I told you not to read this. Oh, (laughs) I didn't. I followed your instructions and didn't read it until now. But also Leslie Odom Jr. and oh. Anne Dowd, horror queen, will be appearing. So Another movie that's scary to me personally, we have Kenneth Branagh returning with Jamie Dornan for the next <laughs> Agatha Christie Hill. vehicle, A Haunting in Venice. <laughs> yeah. No, no. The family reunites. 
did Katrina Balfe stay away? It looks like she did. Wow. Um, maybe he's going to personally handwrite letters that the Critics' Choice Association will send out to get voters to vote for this movie like they did with Belfast. I don't love Kenneth Branagh's Agatha Christie movies. Death on the Nile I thought was pretty bad. But I do have fun with mystery films. And Michelle Yeoh is in this, like you alluded to earlier. So I will watch it. Also Camille Catan from one of our other favorites, Stillwater. Oh my god. We kind of have a Katrina lookalike with Kelly Riley. She was in Pride and Prejudice, Flight. She was the love interest in Sherlock Holmes, which rings a bell to me. She's also in Yellowstone, but she does look like her. So maybe it's an image that Kenneth Branagh has. Oh, yes. She's Caroline Bingley in Pride and Prejudice. Yes. Okay. I like that. I think she's she totally fits into the mm-hmm. Kenneth Branagh world, I think, very well. Tina Fey, though, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> and then to finish up this horror group, very briefly, we have Gremlins 3 coming in December. Spielberg is an executive producer. Don't know much about that. And then we have Insidious 5 coming out in July. Rose Byrne, Patrick Wilson, and Ty Simpkins are returning as this iconic family. Ty Simpkins is now a star. Do you know what he was in? Do you know who this is? I do. He's the traveling missionary in The Whale. (laughs) So his character goes off to college, and this is 10 years after the last film. So lots of spookiness to be had there. Insidious is scary, I thought. I don't know how many of these I've seen. I didn't know there were five. I definitely saw the first one, but after that, they had The Nun, right? And I kind of lost track. No, that's a different, that's a different universe. The Nun is oh part of the God. Conjuring universe. Insidious, I think, is Wilson different. Both of them? Um, I've only seen the first one. He's a Scream <laughs> King. Insidious, The Conjuring, and his bottle episode of Girls. Oh, it was Annabelle that was from Insidious. No, Annabelle is The Conjuring. <laughs> Stop. Too. <laughs> There's no Insidious spinoff? I don't believe so. I know Annabelle, anything that was in that room in The Conjuring 2, if you remember that, the Annabelle doll was in there and the nun first appeared in The Conjuring 2. Yeah. Okay. I guess I just like The Conjuring more. I truly haven't seen any of these. I have only seen the first Insidious, but it does have a really good jump scare. No new Conjurings this year, but we do have the 10th installment of the Saw saga. This is Saw 10 coming out right in time for Halloween and... Tobin Bell as Jigsaw is reprising his role. He's been dead for like so many years in these films and he's still coming back. I don't understand it. Somebody explain it to me. Part of me is like, ooh, this is exciting. Jigsaw is what you think of when you think of Saw. But I sort of lost interest in these early on. They are a bit too much for me. I do really like the first one. And it was a thing where I remember I saw a lot of the Saw films in theaters when they came out, which is disturbing. I was quite young, early teens. (laughs) But it was sort of the thing to do if you liked horror. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I am eager to go back into that world necessarily. Did you not see Spiral last year with Chris Rock and Max Mangella and Samuel Jackson? I did see Spiral. I did see that. It was okay. It was fine. Oh, and horror, we didn't talk about Knock at the Cabin, the M. Night Shyamalan Mm. movie coming out very soon. Is it going to be horror? Aren't all (laughs) M. Night movies a little horrifying to you? In some way, maybe not as intended, but... (laughs) 
This is a trailer I've also seen, I would say, the most next to mm-hmm. Ant-Man. It is playing all it's a getting up there. the time. And the cast is interesting. Dave Bautista, Rupert Grint, a.k.a. Ron from Harry Potter, Jonathan Groff. So I'm going to see this just because I'm curious and I don't want the twist spoiled for me because we know M. Night movies have twists. So I don't want that spoiled. I will go early. But I don't know. Old was not for me. So we'll see. We talked about that one so much. On we did. <laughs> we like... did. I don't know why. <laughs> My dear Vicky. I also had mentioned previously that Ben Aldridge from Spoiler Alert is in this. So I did like when the trailer first came out that it was trying to be this like story of this family with two dads and something. It spirals and something happens. And I didn't want to watch it, but it's played so many times. I like can't not listen to what's happening. So... I feel like that's a twist in itself of what it's actually about. Him playing with the trailer, though, I think maybe there is some potential here to have some more fun. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then the last one in the section here, only because it's IP, is Wonka coming out end of December. It could have some Oscar potential. Who knows? It's Timmy playing Willy Wonka, so we love to see it. It's a prequel to the novel showing us how he met the Oompa Loompas. So it's also starring Keegan-Michael Key, Natasha Rothwell, Sally Hawkins, Rowan Atkinson, Olivia Coleman, and many more. I think we'll be getting Singing Timmy as well, right? Yeah, as far as I know, it's a musical and he is singing. So hmm. future Golden Globe Best Actor in a Comedy Musical Ooh. nominee or winner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the stills look great. I think Timmy will do a great job. As long as we don't compare him too much to Gene Wilder, I think he'll do a great job in making it his own quirky role. I think if they wanted Gene Wilder, they should have gone with Tom Hiddleston or Jeremy Allen White, personally. But yeah, I think Timmy will make it his own. Anything will be better than the Johnny Depp, Willy Wonka. I live to forget that happened. (laughs) Next, we'll just run through some A24 movies that'll be coming out soon, like at festivals or that have already premiered and have release dates. We have All Dirt Road's Taste of Salt. This is premiering at Sundance, directed by Raven Jackson, stars Sheila Atim, who was in The Woman King, and Moses Ingram, who was in The Tragedy of Macbeth last year. And this movie is a decade-spanning exploration of a woman's life in Mississippi and an ode to the generations of people, places, and ineffable moments that shape us. I'm looking forward to seeing this one. We have Sharper, which comes to Apple TV Plus on February 10th. This is a co-production of A24 and Apple TV. It's an ensemble comedy with Julianne Moore, John Lithgow, Sebastian Stan, Justice Smith, and more. Speaking of Julianne Moore, we have When You Finish Saving the World. This premiered last year at Sundance. It's Jesse Eisenberg's directorial debut. Like I said, it stars Julianne Moore and also Finn Wolfhard. And this movie is about a high school student named Ziggy who performs original folk rock songs for an adoring online fan base. This concept mystifies his formal and uptight mother, Evelyn, who runs a shelter for survivors of domestic abuse. I've heard mixed things about this, but I'm curious to finally see it. I'm just surprised it took so long. Yeah. Being from Jesse Eisenberg. They really held on to it after Sundance. We also have Showing Up, which is Kelly Reichardt's follow-up to First Cow. 
It stars Michelle Williams, Hong Chow, Judd Hirsch. And in this movie, Michelle Williams plays this artist on the verge of a career-changing exhibition who finds inspiration in the chaos of life. I saw this movie at New York Film Festival and absolutely adored it. So I cannot wait for this to come out this spring and for more people to see it. Some others we have coming are The Iron Claw, directed by Sean Durkin. It stars Zac Efron, Harris Dickinson, Lily James, and Jeremy Allen White. It follows the story of the Von Eriks, a dynasty of wrestlers who made a great impact on the sport from the 1960s to the present day. I'm so excited for this. Sean Durkin made The Nest, which was one of my favorite movies of 2020. And I wasn't going to read anything about this family, but of course I couldn't resist. And I went down a deep, dark rabbit hole about the Von Erich family and everything that happened to them and who these wrestlers were. And I think if Sean Durkin nails this, like he did personally for me for The Nest, it has the potential to be one of the best movies of the year. Definitely one of the best screenplays. I'm also excited to see Zac Efron in a role like this to see how he can pull it off. I think he can. It sort of feels like a a genius bit of casting. Oh, that's the Zac Efron wig and that wrestling body. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's what this is. All coming together now. Mm -hmm. The next one we have is You Hurt My Feelings, directed by Nicole Holofcener. Stars Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Michaela Watkins, Tobias Menzies, and more. It's about a novelist's long-standing marriage, which is suddenly upended when she overhears her husband giving his honest reaction to her latest book. I This is definitely one of my most anticipated movies of the year. It has a Sundance premiere, so people will be watching it very soon. This is one that I might try to buy a ticket for if I can um, when the virtual tickets go on sale. And Nicole and Julia have worked together before on Enough Said, which I also really loved. That was with I love Enough Said. James yeah. Gandolfini. Yeah, that was just such an endearing film. So I'm definitely looking forward to this one as well. Next up is Bo is Afraid, previously titled Disappointment Boulevard. And I'm scared that this is going to be a Disappointment Boulevard based on the poster and this de-aging look that we have but keeping an open mind because it's Ari Aster and it's his largest scale film yet so this is a comedy horror film he hasn't done that yet but it's described as an intimate decade-spanning portrait of one of the most successful entrepreneurs of all time on the poster in multiple ages is Joaquin Phoenix that's also starring Parker Posey Amy Ryan, Nathan Lane, Stephen McKinley Henderson, and Patti Lapone. I mean, again, another cast that's just <laughs> out of this world. So I am I'm excited and we do get a trailer very soon, but I'm so nervous because I do really like Ari Aster, Hereditary, we talk about all the time, Midsommar. So he's done great work before, for sure. I love Hereditary. I love Midsommar. I think both of those really just showcased his bizarre, weird, beautiful talents as a director and his his vision that is uncompromising. But he also has like very clear cinematic references. You know, Hereditary has a lot of Rosemary's Baby in it. Midsommar has a lot of Wicker Man. I'm wondering if Bo is Afraid will feel a little bit more Lynchian and surrealist. That is just the idea that I have when I think about this movie and just the few images that we have and 
that weird poster. I'm wondering if Bo is afraid of Patty Lapone. I really hope so. <laughs> I just can't wait to see who she plays and what her character is like in an Ari Aster film. Like you said, we get a trailer very soon as of recording tomorrow. So yeah, I, I can't wait for this. It has an April release date, so it'll be pretty soon. Well, what if Parker Posey is a younger version of Patty Lapone? Oh my god. So yeah, some of these could be playing younger versions, or older versions yeah. of each other's. Okay, I'm gonna pause. I will think about that later. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot to take in. Um, the last one that we have is a film called The Governesses. This is directed by Joe Talbot, who did The Last Black Man in San Francisco, which I really liked that. And this movie stars Renata Reinsva, who is one of our favorites from The mm-hmm. Worst Person in the World, Lily Rose Depp, and Hoi and Jung, who was in Squid Game. So I'm excited for this because I read the book and... It's really short. It's like 100 pages, but it's just about these three governesses who are responsible for educating these young boys, and they are not very attentive to what they're supposed to be doing. They're much more interested in sort of throwing themselves at the men around them, which is much more interesting than taking care of children. So I'm curious to see what he does with this, and... Yeah, it's an interesting follow-up to The Last Black Man in San Francisco, for sure. But yeah, if you're interested in reading the book, it's by Anne Sayre. Yeah, I liked The Last Black Man in San Francisco. I love the score. I loved the vision of that film. So with these like very different actresses, too, I'm curious. Is this like a period piece then, too, I assume? It is a period piece, unless he changes it. Modernizes it, it. I mean, yeah. he could. <laughs> Okay, so next section we have, we'll talk about some delayed potential Oscar players before getting into some other contenders that we think will be coming out this year and showcasing some really big talent. First off, we have Chevalier, which is coming out now in April. We thought this was going to be a big player when it had its world premiere at TIFF this past year, but they decided to delay it. This is Searchlight, but it stars Kelvin Harrison Jr., playing the titular French Caribbean violinist and composer, Chevalier de Saint-Georges. I heard great things out of TIFF, so I'm excited for this. It's kind of like our updated Cyrano slash Amadeus, so I'm hoping for some really good music, (laughs) great acting. There is a trailer as well that I've seen before certain films, so I'm looking forward to it. Sorry, updated Cyrano slash Amadeus was... Too much. A great description. Yeah, no, I, I've heard really good things about this, especially Kelvin Harrison Jr.'s performance. So I'm excited to check it out. You know, I love a period film. So this could be right up my alley. We also have Rustin, which was delayed from this year. This stars Coleman Domingo. He's playing gay civil rights activist Bayard Rustin, who organized the 1963 March on Washington for jobs and freedom that brought 250,000 people to protest. I think this is going to be a big showcase for Coleman Domingo, who is an actor that I've always really liked and I think definitely is deserving of a good leading role like this. And this will also be a Netflix release. So I would expect this on the festival circuit next year for sure. Yeah, there was so much talk of a potential best actor nom for him this past year. I'm hoping it's still the same next year because also Dustin Lance Black 
co-wrote the script for this movie. And if it's anything like Milk, which is what he won for, could be a really big player in multiple categories then, which would really help its chances at the Oscars. And then next up, another Netflix release. This is Shirley. Not the Elizabeth Moss movie we talked about two years ago. This is a different Shirley about Shirley Chisholm, America's first black congresswoman. And it stars Regina King, Terrence Howard, Lucas Hedges, Andre Holland, and more. Regina King, Oscar winner. I think she could really pull a biopic nom. A great performance, obviously. Yeah. we. I mean, we love Regina King. Mm-hmm. She's wonderful in everything that she's in. Okay, the next one is a big one. This is Martin Scorsese's latest, Killers of the Flower Moon. We hoped it would come out in 2022. It did not. It better come out in 2023. (laughs) (laughs) This, of course, stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, Jesse Plemons, Lily Gladstone, Brendan Fraser. Great cast. This book is incredible. It's nonfiction, but it reads like a thriller. And... The premise of this movie, it's about members of the Osage tribe in the United States who are murdered in the 1920s, which led to the creation of the FBI and this huge investigation with J. Edgar Hoover. The crew for this, Scorsese's finest, Robbie Robertson on score, Rodrigo Prieto as the DP, Thelma Schoonmaker editing, Jack Fisk absolute legend my favorite production designer on this movie i can't wait to see what he does jacqueline west doing the costumes this is a big deal Mm -hmm. and i'm very very excited for it i need it to come out tomorrow and for it to be four hours long yeah this is probably the most anticipated film that we've had the past two years obviously scorsese but him pairing up with leo again and de niro all together it's just i don't love leo's scorsese movies compared to de niro's scorsese movies Mm -hmm. i don't think that's that controversial like obviously i feel like most people would pick taxi driver and king of comedy over the aviator and the wolf of wall street but that's okay i i'm excited for him to have both of his main Mm -hmm. guys here jesse plemons also just feels like he could be a scorsese mainstay so yeah i i can't wait for this Rumored can release. It doesn't quite feel like a can movie to me, but honestly, the sooner the better. I just, I want to see it. And then next up, we have Yorgos Lanthimos' next film called Poor Things. This is by Searchlight, just like The Favorite was, but this is a story of Belle Baxter, a woman brought back to life by an eccentric but brilliant scientist. There's another description also, which is, upon drowning herself to escape her abusive husband, A woman has her brain replaced with the brain of her unborn child with the help of her father. And that, I feel like, is a more fitting description for a Lanthimos film. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But this stars one of his returning stars, Emma Stone, also Willem Dafoe, Catherine Hunter, Mark Ruffalo, and Margaret Qualley. Sounds like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, kind of. Like, very weird, but right up his alley. Yeah. I am not a Lanthimos (laughs) person his movies are very hard for mm-hmm. me the lobster dog tooth no i'm okay um but i did really like the favorite so i am still excited for this but not as excited <laughs> as i am for <laughs> the return of bradley cooper with maestro this is the leonard bernstein biopic 
This year we had Tar, which was all about a conductor, and she, Lydia Tar, references Leonard Bernstein frequently in this movie. And I'm I'm just curious to see what he does here. Bradley Cooper seems to have a fascination with musicians and mm-hmm. with the types of stories like around music and the personal lives of musicians, fame, all of those entanglements. So yeah, I, I think it's going to be great. I'm hopeful. And, you know, he's directing and starring. We've seen the photos of him with the wild makeup on. We sure have. But it's shot by Matthew Liebatique. Scorsese and Spielberg are producing. Maybe he'll get his Warren Beatty Reds Oscar and he'll just win director and then that'll be that. Carrie Mulligan, I should note, is also playing his wife, Felicia. Do you think the stills are really hopeful? I feel like it's a little chaotic. No, I don't think they're hopeful. I'm just trying to be positive (laughs) and supportive of Bradley Cooper. As I want to do. Him directing himself in that makeup is just so trippy. But good for him. He's doing it all. He can do it all. (laughs) Next, we have Wes Anderson's next and biggest film to date. Again, released by Focus Features, but this is Asteroid City. For anyone who saw The French Dispatch, there was a little teaser beforehand, or at least at the New York Film Festival, of him like thanking us for coming to see this and Mm -hmm. him on set. With some of the actors. I know Tilda was there. I remember her. Of course we remember Tilda. (laughs) My favorite of his stars. But this one's about the itinerary of a junior stargazer convention. Which is spectacularly disrupted by world changing events. And it stars along with Tilda. Scarlett Johansson. Tom Hanks. Margot Robbie. Adrian Brody. Jeff Goldblum. Maya Hawke. And more. So lots of repeats going on. But... This was shot during COVID, which is why Bill Murray will not be in this. And he is like a Wes Anderson mainstay. Yeah, I can't wait for this one. I feel like the description itself is very me. I feel like I would really, really like this. And the setting is interesting. I'm wondering Mm -hmm. if it will have like a little bit of a Western feel to it. I think we can count on the cinematography and the production design as always being just beautiful. I can't wait to see what his wonderful imagination cooks up then we have a movie that has been delayed many many times but has a date now that is next goal wins this is taika waititi's film it'll be distributed by searchlight it was pushed to september 22nd which makes me think it's going to have a toronto release it stars michael fassbender elizabeth moss Will Arnett replace, replaced Army Hammer in the reshoots. So if you remember, Army Hammer was in the original cut of this film and then they did reshoots. So this film follows the infamously terrible American Samoa soccer team known for a brutal 2001 FIFA match that they lost 31 to nothing. What do you think of this? Next goal wins. We've been talking about this movie for like two or three years. It just needs to happen. I'm sick of copy-pasting this onto our next year's anticipated movie (laughs) document. Oh my god. With new notes. (laughs) I think it is coming out this time. I think so too. It is one of those like feel-good, funny sports films that I think will hopefully be easy to like. But again, with all the drama, I wonder if it can push past that. We'll see. Yeah. Jojo Rabbit was not for me. 
Thor Love and Thunder recently, I didn't find enjoyable for more than 20 seconds at a time. So I'm nervous about this, personally, Mm -hmm. especially as a comedy. I don't really... His sense of humor is not really for me. But I do think we are going to be talking about this extensively next year. Because it feels like something that audiences will really like, just based on the subject matter. It's very... Ted Lasso, Chariots of Fire, Mm -hmm. like that sort of thing that awards bodies, TV, or movies tend to go for. Those three actors alone, let alone Army Hammer, playing (laughs) comedy, like Will Arnett comedy, yes, that makes sense, but Michael Fassbender and Elizabeth Moss also doing comedy, it's an eclectic group. I think it could be fun. It's just going to be different. We'll see. Then we we have some other films coming out that... I think have Oscar potential that are pretty exciting. Boston Strangler. (laughs) So this is the true story of reporters Loretta McLaughlin and Jean Cole who broke the story of the Boston Strangler. This stars Keira Knightley and Carrie Coon. Sign me up. If Carrie Coon is involved, I will be watching. I will be at the theater, on my couch, wherever it premieres. When it comes out, I will be there. (laughs) A period film with them. I mean, it very much screams you, but I think it could be really cool, too, as, like, an investigative journalist, true story, Mm -hmm. crime film. Like, what more could you ask for? If there's, like, a hint of Zodiac here, I'm in. Of course. Oh, this will be on Hulu. So this will be a streaming release. Another early year release is Golda, which is a biopic with Helen Mirren playing Golda Meir, who is the Iron Lady of Israel. And it's about her life and responsibilities during the Yom Kippur War. If this were released later, I feel like this would scream Oscar buzz for Helen Mirren because if you see the prosthetics that she has on, it's just, it did not look like her when I saw this still. She always does an incredible job. I remember seeing the photo of her and then reading that there was controversy surrounding it and then it just hadn't come out yet. It's a Bleecker Street movie, which means... Mm. Well, sorry, Awards are unlikely. (laughs) Sorry, Helen. (laughs) Maybe a random mention here or there, but yeah, not likely. Did you ever read The Nightingale? I did read The Nightingale. How do you feel? Well, I really liked it. Asking what you feel about this movie then, (laughs) I I should reframe that question. It's Melanie Laurent directing Dakota and Elle Fanning. So the Fanning sisters are in a film again together. Amazing. And it's based on the novel about the lives of two sisters living in France who are torn apart at the onset of World War II. How do you feel about the book being turned into a film? I'm actually surprised it took this long and that it didn't become a limited series because this book, I remember being really, really popular maybe like four or five years ago. So this was sort of a long time coming for it, but I'm excited for this. I really liked this book and I think... Ideally, it'll do really well. I feel like Dakota and Elle Fanning are also good choices for these two sisters. Okay, and then we're going to talk about these two in tandem because July 21st is going to be a major day in cinemas because we have Oppenheimer, the new Christopher Nolan movie, and Barbie, the new Greta Gerwig film, co-written with her husband, Noah Baumbach. Okay, (laughs) if you had to pick right now... Which movie are you seeing first, Oppenheimer or Barbie? I wonder how long Barbie's going to be. Not that that's the qualifier, but they have to be a double feature. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're going to be at the movies for six hours, but 
I would probably go Oppenheimer Barbie to end on a higher note. I think that's fair. I feel like I would actually do the same the same order. If I had to only pick one, I am hands down mm-hmm. picking Barbie. Way more excited for that because thinking about like I played with Barbies all throughout like my when I was a little kid, obviously, but Greta Gerwig taking this subject matter, we've seen so many stills, people are talking about it that teaser mm-hmm. that we got that was a riff on 2001 a space odyssey margot robbie as barbie i just i want to see everything the costumes the cinematography the music that's used i want to hear what they sound like how all of the other barbies are incorporated greta gerwig is one of my favorite working directors and she's an incredible writer so sign me up definitely over oppenheimer which is killian murphy as oppenheimer is great casting he's Oh, he looks great in this trailer. Like, the sharp cheekbones. It's just, like, a very serious, moody trailer. Hoyta Van Hoytema shooting it. I feel like it's going to be gorgeous. And just, yeah, very exciting. World War II era biopic. But it won't be a traditional biopic. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's Nolan. So it'll be all about time and counting down to this moment with the atomic bomb. So Yeah, that plays a huge role in the teaser but also sound visuals. We've already seen stills of them on set and blowing up huge bombs. So I think it's going to be stunning, but yeah, I, if I had to choose one, I would pick Barbie. I need the Simulu and Issa Rae Barbie worlds, the Barbie cinematic universe that Greta Gerwig is crafting. I need them all to collide. I'm so excited for it. It's just going to be camp and the production design of the teaser was also incredible so she knows what she's doing next up is one of my most anticipated for the year it's luca guadagnino's next film called challengers coming out in august and this is with josh o'connor zendaya and mike feist who are three tennis players who knew each other when they were teenagers as they compete in a tennis tournament to be world famous grand slam winners and they reignite old rivalries on and off the court. So if this is doubles, I don't know who the fourth person is, but I am very intrigued by like a sports drama by Guadagnino, unless there's some love triangle thing happening, which I'm all in for that too. Yeah, I see this as like a steamy teen, <laughs> talented Mr. Ripley type of oh, movie. That's I that's what that. I'm envisioning. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not seeing, like, Luca doing a sports <laughs> film. I see him doing, like, a... I don't know. I feel like he understands young people. And I'm picturing just, like, summer. Like, a really beautiful production. I don't know. I imagine it having an edge to it, for sure. Imagine Luca is John Bernthal, and they're at, like, his tennis academy. <laughs> <laughs> Luca wearing those yeah. shorts. <laughs> he probably would, honestly. And another most anticipated, probably number one, I mean, it has to be, is Dune Part 2. Oof, I'm ready. November 3rd, we are completing the first book, TBD, if Denis goes on to make the Dune Messiah film, which he says he's down for, but we will see. We have all the returning cast members, but we're also adding on Florence Pugh, Austin Butler, Leah Seydoux, and Christopher Walken. I... Don't know how I feel about these decisions only because I've read the book and I know who their characters are and I'm not sure Mm -hmm. they really fit the vibes. 
I think Leah does. I feel like Leah Sedu can work really well in the world, but... Who is she? She's the only one I don't she know, I guess. is Lady Margot, part of the Bene Gesserit. Oh, wow. Okay. Which I, I really like that. Anything I feel like Bene she would Gesserit. be... Yeah, totally. Yeah. I don't know about Austin Butler. I'm not sure. Too pretty. I mean, Timmy's pretty, too. I don't know. He's a villain mm-hmm. in... Florence's character, who's Princess Arulin, who is mainly there because she's royalty. You know who I thought would have been really good in that part? Who we mentioned earlier? Elle Fanning. I like that. She's, I don't know, seeing her in the grate, I feel like I pictured her when I read the book. I guess it's hard because we get all of these passages written by her, but then Mm -hmm. as a character, she doesn't do anything. So it's hard to envision this person. Florence has like a little too much fire behind her. Right. You know, I don't know. I think, I mean, she'll, she's good in everything she's in. I know the, the actors themselves, that's not the issue. <laughs> it's seeing them in this world, but I'm here for it. I can't wait. She did outcast Anya Taylor-Joy for this part, which honestly I think might have been a better fit, but I'm not complaining. Yeah, I, I'm excited for this. Part two of the book, I like more than the first part. So I feel like, I mean, there's a lot that they have to get through in the second part that I've sort of started to envision how it will look in that world. Mm -hmm. My only thing is that I have it in my head that Roger Deakins should be shooting it. (laughs) Ooh, that would be great. But that's okay. No, no shade to Greg Fraser. I just, I just think of Deakins when I think of Villeneuve. Next up, we have two films that I'm excited for. The first one we mentioned on our After Dark episode on the holiday. This movie is called Lee. It's in post-production right now. It doesn't have a release date. But this is the story of photographer Elizabeth Lee Miller, who was a fashion model who became a war correspondent for Vogue during World War II. It's directed by Ellen Curris, and it stars Kate Winslet, who we really love, Alexander Skarsgård, Andrea Riceborough, Marion Cotillard, great cast. Caress, the director, she also is a DP who shot Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and a few of Scorsese's music docs. Kate Winslet, back in a leading role. I rewatched Mare of Easttown again (laughs) recently, and I'm just so excited for her to be back because I love her so much. And then the next one, I think, is my most anticipated movie of the year besides Killers of the Flower Moon, and that is May-December. This is Todd Haynes, his new film with Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore. Right, of course, I'm excited for this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Description here of this movie, 20 years after their notorious tabloid romance gripped the nation, a married couple buckles under the pressure when an actress arrives to do research for a film about their past. Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore, unfortunately, are not the married couple here. Uh, (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, who's the other woman? Charles Melton from Riverdale is playing Julianne Moore's husband. (laughs) What a sentence. This is, I need this movie now. And Natalie Portman (laughs) is the, the actress who I think comes in to do research. So, wow. Yeah, I'm very, very excited for this. I can't wait. This sounds wonderful. The title is somewhat strange on its own. And... Well, it's like a May-December romance, which is like very, very, I think, like old Hollywood Douglas Sirk like to include this sort of 
trope or idea. So a May-December romance is when there's a big age difference between the couple. So this actually is making a lot of sense. But the Charles Melton casting is crazy. I should have done this earlier with all the animated films, but this is my most anticipated animated film for 2023. It's Hayao Miyazaki's latest called How Do You Live? And it depicts the psychological growth of a teenage boy through interactions with his friends and uncle. And we got a teaser poster, one image of an eagle, some kind of bird, whatever it is, I'm going to be there because I love his animation and I cannot wait. If this is his last film, it's going to be amazing. Do you want to hear something that will make you cry? Oh. Reading about this movie, there's a quote about this that basically he said, it's his way of saying, Grandpa is moving on to the next world, but he's leaving behind this film. Oh my God. Oh, so we're all crying the whole film. Sobbing the whole film. (laughs) (laughs) And afterwards when we're talking about it. Oh, jeez. And then just a couple of others. We have The Holdovers, which is an Alexander Payne movie. This stars Paul Giamatti and Devine Joy Randolph. His last film, Downsizing, was not a hit for me personally, but I do have faith in his latest, and I do love Paul Giamatti. We also have Passages, which is directed by Ira Sachs, and it stars Ben Wishaw and Adele Exarchopoulos, who's in Blue is the Warmest Color. Yeah, his last movie, I mean, he hasn't had big movies that get recognized at the Oscars, but Love is Strange did get some awards attention with John Lithgow, Alfred Molina, and Marissa Tomei. He also had Keep the Lights On, and I feel like that got a lot of LGBT awards as well. But this one, the premise about two men who have been together for 15 years and what happens when one of them has an affair with a woman. That's an interesting premise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Iris acts with that material, too. That'll be really good, I think. Exactly. And, I mean, I liked Blue is the Warmest Color. I thought Adele was incredible, even though the director was not great towards her and Leah when they were filming. But the work, it stands alone. Two big movies coming. Napoleon, this Apple Ridley Scott biopic about Napoleon starring Joaquin Phoenix. This is another movie that just feels sort of like a myth to me. It's like a movie Mm -hmm. that's not real until I actually see it. But supposedly this will come out in 2023. I wonder how they'll balance this and Killers of the Flower Moon. We'll see. Ferrari, the new Michael Mann movie where Adam Driver is playing Enzo Ferrari. It's funny that Adam Driver has started playing Italians, but I love Michael Mann movies, so I I can't wait for this. I feel like this is going to be really good. There's drama with STX, the production company, and you know mm-hmm. I don't know what this release will look like, but when it comes out, I will be there. Absolutely. The movie Air Jordan, directed by Ben Affleck. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Where Matt Damon plays famous shoe salesman Sonny Vaccaro. Matt Damon does not look like Sonny Vaccaro, but that's okay. They are friends, and he wanted his friend to be in his movie. (laughs) But this is all about Nike and their partnership with Michael Jordan and the development Mm. of Air Jordans. Viola Davis is in this, too. So that is the most exciting aspect of this movie to me, Mm. is that Viola Davis is in the movie. We also have The Color Purple, which comes out December 20th. This is an adaptation of the stage musical 
Spielberg is producing along with Oprah. This was directed by Blitz Bazawule, who also directed Beyonce's Black is King. It stars Fantasia, Anjanou Ellis, who we love, Taraji P. Henson, Danielle Brooks, Coleman Domingo, Corey Hawkins, her and more. I'm curious what this adaptation will be like. Without Cynthia Erivo, too. I mean, her Mm -hmm. show-stopping performance from the stage musical on Broadway a few years ago, I'm I'm really surprised she's not in it. But all of these actors you mentioned, we're going to be just fine. Yeah. And the last thing I want to bring up is the new Francis Ford Coppola movie, Megalopolis, which is currently in trouble, apparently, Uh according to a Hollywood Reporter article. (laughs) They're midway through shooting and they have run out of money. Coppola is putting his own money into this. Basically, Mm -hmm. his wine wine money is just going into the production of Megalopolis. (laughs) The stills of Adam Driver and Aubrey Plaza truly setting my heart on fire. Yes. But the VFX team quit. People in the art department left. And ADG released a statement. So I don't know what's happening here. It seems like a very, very troubled shoot. But so was The Godfather and so was Apocalypse Now. Maybe we're looking at a masterpiece if it gets finished. I mean, I've been waiting for this. I just didn't think that would happen this year. So It probably won't. Oh my gosh. Aubrey Plaza in a Francis Ford film. So many things we've Mm -hmm. said today. Combinations I had never imagined. (laughs) To mention one more movie, we're getting Wicked Part 1, so there's that. (laughs) I wanted to end on Coppola. We're ending on (laughs) Wicked. (laughs) That's probably why Cynthia Erivo couldn't do it, because she was doing Wicked. Okay, so if you had to pick one of these movies, just one to see tomorrow, let's say, which one are you picking? You want the boring answer? (laughs) Let's do a boring answer and a fun answer. Okay, boring answer is Dune Part 2. Duh. Like, is this going to be my next number one film? Probably. I mean, just frankly, it's like that or Oppenheimer, (laughs) I would guess. No. Oh, my God. That's mean. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You could be mean Mm. to me, too. Like, there are very me options on the list. Yeah, you have to see The Exorcist. That's my movie for you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get a large bottle of wine and order some good food for that. Um, I really want to say Challengers. I'm going to say Poor Things just because I want some weird film that's not going to be coming out until the end of the year. But gosh, there are so many here. You can't say Killers of the Flower Moon either. You're not letting me? You got to say (laughs) Dune Part 2 and I can't say Killers of the Flower Moon. (laughs) Okay, I'll say Challengers and or Scream 6 as my obvious answer. Okay. And not Dune. Okay. My obvious answer is Maestro. Okay. <laughs> because that I just want to know how will he follow up A Star is Born but my fun answer I think the most me answer on the list is May December a new Todd Haynes film with mm-hmm. Julianne Moore and Natalie Portman I'm sure I, I like will love it too. Yeah. if I don't I will be shocked <laughs> so many movies it had to have been at least 50 but plenty more coming I'm definitely looking forward to this year and it's already begun we already have Megan, and I'll be sharing my thoughts next week. Yeah, so that was our 2023 movie preview special. I had a lot of fun, as always, like thinking about these cast lists and mm-hmm. what we're excited for. I think we have a great movie year ahead. And this week, 
just thinking about the current Oscar season, we have so many announcements. So our day of recording, we had the Art Directors Guild, the Motion Picture Sound Editors, the American Society of Cinematographers. They all announced their nominations today. We have the Cinema Audio Society, PGA, DGA, all the acronyms, SAG, everything you can imagine really is all happening this week. We will talk about all of these on our next episode when we do our final Oscar nomination predictions. It's finally here. We get nominations on January 24th. Yeah, so we'll be talking about the Golden Globes and how those went. We'll be mentioning the Critics' Choice Awards and those wins and see how those compare, especially to all of these guilds that we're getting. Because already there are quite a few curveballs, so we'll see where our nominations take us. But I'm excited to share those. Well, thank you all for listening. If you like our show, please feel free to rate, review, and follow. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at OscarWildPod. If you really like our show, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Oscar Wilde, where we have fun bonus content. You can vote in polls, listen to our main show early and exclusive bonus episodes. So find us there if you're interested. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. See you next week. Bye.